Welcome to The Catch. A place where people can share their stories of how they were caught to be set free. Where each story points to the big story. The message of the cross. Hey everybody, welcome to The Catch. My name's Cheryl. And my name is Ryan, and today with us we have Dwayne Strong. What's up, man? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? We're doing good. Yeah, yeah, man. I know. Uh, I know people in Georgia. They might not like us right now because uh, you know we're Florida Gator fans. So you know, it, yes. it has somebody else yes. in the state yes. of Georgia that's a Florida Gator fan. So yeah. I started to put that on the backdrop of this wall when I was doing this interview. I said, no, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. Too. I know, Ray. I don't know how many our viewership done went down to about three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but man. shout out to Georgia Southern at least. We both went there. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah, go Eagles. Hey, why y'all throwing yeah. that collar? Bowed off the state? What's up, baby? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made it to Like I tell people, uh, I made it all the way to the border. I couldn't pay that out of state tuition. So <laughs> I made it all the way to Bowed off the state. <laughs> so uh, the people at home, they might not know who you are. Um, just kind of give a backstory of uh, where you're from, where you grew up at. Just kind of let us know who you are. Yeah, you know, I grew up in um, South Georgia, a place called St. Mary's, Georgia. For people who live in Georgia, it's Camden County, mm-hmm. home of the Wildcats. You know, it's, it's on it's on the Florida Georgia line. That's what we call it, Florida Georgia line. And um, I did all my growing up there and back and forth, Jacksonville. That's where my family at. Back and forth there and all the stuff. Grew up, went to school at Camden County. Of course, went to school at Georgia Southern, and I went there. And during that time, you know, we just transitioned here. That's when I met my wife Karen at Georgia Southern, and we transitioned up here in two thousand and three. You know, yeah, we moved to Warner Robins, and I've been living this place ever since. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of opportunity here. You know, so we've been here and just settling, and got married in 2004 with my beautiful wife today. You know, oh. and we just here, just loving it, man. You know, yeah. it's me. I'm simple. You know, <laughs> went to Georgia Southern. Ain't too much about my life. I did. Typical things like everybody else, you know, <laughs> grew right. up on the coast and yeah. came up to Central Georgia and just living my life. And now mm-hmm. I work on um, Robbins Air Force Base as an inventory management specialist. So um, hopefully to finish my career out there. I've been on the base for about 10 years now. And hopefully mm-hmm. I can finish that until I retire. So just wherever mm-hmm. God takes me after that, you know, I just hope I can stay healthy and strong and just be a blessing to God. The purpose of our podcast is to kind of get the backstory. And sometimes we know that not everybody started their relationship with Christ young, but we just kind of want to know a little bit more about your story. Um, did you always have a relationship with Jesus or when did that begin? Well, as growing up in South Georgia, I always went to church. I always knew who Jesus was. But as far as relationship, having that personal relationship, I didn't get that until I entered college. Because I was just talking to my wife the other day, and I was telling my mom with them, too. I was like, you know, all the time I was growing up in church, you know, they, they kind of forced us to go to church, kind of forced us to get baptized. And we, you know, sung in the choir and all that stuff. So I always knew who Jesus was, but I didn't get a grasp of having that personal relationship. Like, in my old church, when they opened the doors of the church, which we formerly know as, you know, most people go out there to get a life to Christ and join the church. But my old church, I just remember them opening the door for the church to join. I never knew anything about the Romans 12, you know, Romans 10, 9 road, you know what I'm saying? Giving your life to Christ that way. I never understood that and never knew that. I was never taught that. And I first time I heard about it when I got to Georgia Southern. And I went to Georgia Southern 1995, and I think it was around two years later at a gospel concert. 
and a guy was in there hosting the concert and he he kind of said the scripture and said if you want to give your life to christ and that's when i went up there so i knew who christ was but didn't know who he was if that make any sense you know i, yes. I, I knew the name but i didn't know i didn't have a personal relationship with him I guess we have a connection with Georgia Southern, a really good friend, Lindsay, who invited me um, to church and I actually got baptized at Southern at a church down oh, there. So. Yeah. Southern ain't yeah. all a, a part of school, so we was able to get... I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Reconnecting, again, baptized. Yeah. It's not all about drinking. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's just only, what, 25% of college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there, like, an event that happened um, that kind of just, like, pushed you along and was like, you know, God just really got your attention. Yeah. Well, for me to actually go to that concert that day at Georgia Southern, uh, like I said, I always knew Christ. So I always had that yearning. It was a conviction in me because I knew who he was and grew up. I was just scared that Christ would do, God would do this and do that if I did this. And I didn't live a perfect life, but you know how your parents instill stuff in you. You better not do this or God don't like this. And, you know, and I, and I did certain things and I knew that it was wrong. And um, I would always remember my parents saying that. But in going to that, I always loved music, first of all. And that, that's what drew me to the, uh, to the concert and just listening to the singing and stuff. And my spirit would just move. And then when he introduces at the end about going to Christ and stuff like that, who want to come up there? Me and a couple of my friends went up there and we gave our life, but we didn't really understand. Mm -hmm. you know what was going on but fast forward to then you know i did that and i went back living how i was living be honest with you drinking and part and i was just college you know but what really got my understanding and and what, what, what got a lot of happiness when i had that muscle disease i got an autoimmune disease diagnosed in 2003 you know i was at the height of my career you know being active lifting weights the strongest i was ever been and i just got real sick all of a sudden didn't know, you know, going to multiple doctors and stuff and for, 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 uh, for about a couple of months or so, and they could never find out what was going on. So when I went back to Statesboro with Karen, she was my girl fiance then, and we went to another doctor and went there and um, he finally diagnosed me. I went to multiple doctors all over and they couldn't find out. And matter of fact, he didn't know at first. And then right when we was leaving, I never forget this, right when we was leaving out of the office, he said, hold on, let me check one more thing. So he checked mm -hmm. something else. So I got diagnosed with a muscle disease and, he, and it, it, that was it. So I had to go to a rheumatologist and some other doctors and all that stuff. But after that happened, it seemed like I got, I had to do a, a, a surgery on my leg because my leg got infected or whatever. And um, after all that, that put me in the hospital. And that's when God really started speaking to me. That's when I really started understanding, you know what I'm saying? Because that scared me to death. You know, you young, you think nothing like that won't happen. Because what happened to me, it usually happened to elders. Because I was just withering away, withering away. And then the fact that I didn't know what was going on. And you put all your trust in doctors. And doctors didn't even know. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what's going on? The doctors don't know. Lord, this is in your hands. You know what I'm saying? But it scared me to death. It, it, it was just that moment. And then when I went through that process and had that uh, biopsy done for them to determine the uh, severity of my uh, muscle disease, and like I said, my leg got infected. And that put me in the hospital for about almost a month. And as I was sitting there reflecting, God was just speaking to me. God was speaking to me then. And he opened up some things to me. And I just realized, man, he was trying to get my attention all them years, but I never would listen. And that was the way he done it, you know, because he mm -hmm. took the very thing away from me for a moment that I loved to do. And that was lifting weights. You know, I could all of, uh, out of all the diseases in the world, I got a muscle disease. You know what I'm saying? And he know that I love yeah. to work out, you know? Right. So that was what 
shocked me, you know what I'm saying? That that was really pricked me to really start reading about Jesus, trying to learn him and understand him and know that he was really real. You know, because when you're in the hospital, sometimes people come visit you, but at night sometimes it's only you. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how you lay on your back in the hospital. They don't have nobody laying on their stomach. You laying back, so you're looking towards heaven. Mm-hmm. So the whole time I'm looking towards heaven and God speaking to me, and I'm just crying some nights, just scared, because I'm like, don't know if I'm going to make it. Talking to the nurses, I said, y'all be honest with me, is I'm going to make it? You know, because mm-hmm. it's the first time something like that ever happened. It was just one thing after another. But God really spoke to me and touched me then. That, that's, that's what was the turnaround in my life. Wow. Man, because people, they can't see you on screen. But, man, you know, you're one of the most in shape people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I can't imagine you in college, you know, like around that time or, you know, 2003, even more when you were younger, you know. One of the reasons why we chose you, um, seeing you in church and you always seemed like you were a man of God and, and just talking to you, man, and just being normal. You know, you don't see all this. Uh, it's nothing fake. Um, everything is real. And, um, you know, just seeing you and, and you taking active roles and leadership roles in church. And, and man, it was just, um, you know, you being an inspiration to me as well, you know, and, and having somebody to look up to, you know, you touch more lives than what you know. Yeah. So. Um, you and your wife are an inspiration to us. I know when we got married in 2013 and you two were kind of like the role model couple and we were going to church and seeing you guys always together. And so we just thank you for that. And y'all have always been a big part of our life and somebody, thank you. a couple that we really do admire. So man, definitely, man. Thank y'all. I really appreciate that. But the backdrop of that story is, you know, after all my sicknesses, well, sickness, and um, I got closer to Christ as far as reading the word. But when we moved up here in 2003, we didn't join fellowship until like 2004. Like it was just later years. We got married in early 2004, April 2004. And I think later that year, I came in which month we joined fellowship. But during them, that year, I wasn't going to church at all. I mean, and I was just sitting here thinking, I was talking to my wife. I was like, I wasn't even going to church. I don't even know why. And I grew up in the church. She would always right. go and tell me about different churches and stuff. So I was wondering why all that time, and you know, after my sickness, I, you would think I would have been the first one back in there, but I was just, <laughs> right. my relationship, I guess I was saying I was reading the word more, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't actually going to church and in church. So, uh, like I said, I didn't get a full grasp of understanding of the Romans 10, 9 road, how to be saved, what it mean to be saved and all that stuff. But I knew who Jesus Christ was, but I didn't get that understanding fully, fully until I joined. Fellowship Bible Baptist Church up under Pastor Reed when he broke it down. And this is an honest God, true story. Till he broke it down and um, told me what it mean. And he just always say, have faith. And he always instilling the men on how to treat their wives and stuff. You know, I never got that. I never got that from my parents. My parents was great parents, but my dad never sat down and talked to me. This is what you should do when you get a wife. And my mama said, this, this is how you treat a lady. I never got that. Pastor Reed, and the, the, the workshops and stuff he had for me, and that, that taught me a lot, and that really refocused me of, of knowing how to be saved and why I was saved and taking it serious in the role of a man. And it was a scary thing. It was a scary thing because I was newly wed. I just knew you get married. You just take care of your wife the best way you can. And I always just kept saying I didn't want to be like my daddy. And when I say his dad, he was a good man. What I'm saying is, you know, the older couples when they came up, they didn't communicate as much. Oh, you know, and they didn't talk to each other. They they did things separate, kept their bank account separate and all that stuff. And I said, this is something I did not want to do. And that was it. 
But as far as being a godly like man, I didn't know how to be a godly like man. I didn't know how to be a Christ like man. But it was caring, praying for me during that mm -hmm. whole time for me to join the church and get into a church and all that stuff. And then I finally, she finally went to fellowship and she said, you will like it because <laughs> they got some good singing. I told you I love music. <laughs> and that's when I went there. That's what hooked me. It started yeah. with that. And then I've learned more to get away from the singing and listen to the word. Mm -hmm. Right. Pastor Reed have showed me that, you know, and taught me that and just listening the way he broke things down. Cause I come from the country. It was hooping and hollering. I didn't understand yeah. that, you know, as a young kid, but it was actually teaching when I came up on the fellowship, you know, from the pastor Reed and it was just a lot. And then I started meeting people and they asked me about being on ministries and stuff. We didn't know nothing about ministries. And, you know, we had regular Sunday school class with everybody from eight, from three to 80 was in the same class growing up in, you know, Right. So he had everything broken out, different age groups, different men groups. And I'm like, man, this is awesome, you know? Yeah. But it was the prayers of my wife that got me started after my sickness, that got me involved. And God answered those prayers. I didn't know she was praying for me until after I joined. Because the first ministry I was on at Fellowship was a security manager. And it was Brother <laughs> Randy Beast that asked me. He asked me for weeks and oh, weeks. Man, and yeah. asked me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and man. to be a deacon, that was the last thing I was thinking. <laughs> and I can honestly say this. I do not think I would have been a deacon if I hadn't went through my sickness. I would. Mm. I do not think I probably would have been as involved in church if I hadn't went through my sickness. Now, it probably could have been something else that happened in my life that God would have got my attention. But I can tell you from what happened from that day for me being sick, that scared me. Like, that really got me because I was so on fire for Christ. And I went to church all my life thinking just because I went to church, I got baptized in the choir, I thought I was saved because I told you I never was taught right. how to be saved. <laughs> So when I got to fellowship and your dad was teaching me about faith and how to be saved and loving Christ. And then I got to the point of learning how to evangelize. Then when I first went there and I said, you know what? I'm scared to do this, but I'm going to do it. So the first time I did it, I did it. Didn't say much because I didn't like to talk. And I think brother JJ came and he taught us how to do it and what we ought to do and how to present yourself. And then one of the things they were saying, well, you know, when you ask somebody, is they saved and they say they're not? Can you just politely ask them, well, how do you know you saved? So, and I started thinking then, I said, that is good because I went through church all my life and thought I was saved and I wasn't. So I said, I wonder how many more people out here in the world that's thinking the same way. So mm -hmm. the next time we went and evangelized and we was over there, I think it's Randall Heights over there. And I met about three or four people I came and kind of, it was a young lady. And I asked her what she said. She said, yes. And I was finna leave and leave it at that. And something told me that. So I remember we had that, uh, a little workshop about how to evangelize. And I said, well, ma'am, if you don't mind me asking, can you tell me how you know you saved? She said, well, I go to church and I sing in the choir. And she just stopped. I said, so that's it? She said, yeah. So I said, well, ma'am, I'm glad I asked you this because I was the same way as you. I thought I was saved doing mm -hmm. all that. So I said, it's more than that. So I took her through the Romans road. And she said, I said, well, do you want to be saved, first of all? You know, she said, yes. So I, we t I took it through the Romans road. And I forgot who was with me and my partner at the time. Took it through the Romans road and broke it down to her. And she started crying or whatever. And I'm, I'm a man. I'm trying to hold mine. But I'm about to cry, too, because I'm like, hey, right, right. God then gave me confirmation. Like, hey, this lady been through, like, she was like me. She done went through a whole life, because she thought she was probably in her 20s, maybe early 30s. Then went through all her life thinking she was saved. And I was like, God, you gave me confirmation. There's many more people out here in this world you know, that was thinking like me. And that's what God realized, God had gave me a realization then that you can't be selfish about this thing. When you fully 
in it for Christ, you got to go tell somebody. Because some mm -hmm. people think they got it together because they're doing this and that, and they really ain't. And I understand what your daddy means, Pastor Reed means, when he's saying, you know, don't, don't, don't use the church to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? And some people think just because they go to church and involved and stuff, never really fully understanding Christ, that they think right. they got it made. And God, unfortunately, sometimes he'll call you home before you can get it right. But if he let you live another day and you realize it, your best bet is to try to get it right. And I'm glad he gave me a chance. God gave me a chance to get it right <laughs> and understand that. So if it wasn't for my sickness, all this came about through my sickness because I wasn't even thinking about none of this. I was just mm. glad about this saying I went to church. You know what I'm saying? Right. If y'all mm. came to me and said, man, y'all go to church. Yes, that's it. So that was a check for me. Like, okay, y'all go. I know the Lord. Man. more than that. Yeah, because uh, churches can be that seed that's planted, but you still need that living water for it to grow. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to accept that water that, you know, that's going to nourish it and, and, you know, and you build that relationship with Jesus. And you actually understand that, you know, hey, when I die, I know where I'm going because I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And you know that he died for us because, you know, it's 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 real, man. You know, it is. you can you can go to church your whole life and still not have a relationship or even, you know, accept that, you know, he died for us. And I like how you said it was kind of like a box you check off. I feel like a lot of Christians have all these boxes. They feel like they should check, check, check. And then they get into this routine and they lose the relationship part. And God yes. just wants to have that relationship. And it's not about checking boxes or anything like that. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. That's true. I just thank you that God gave us a, uh, giving us a chance. Each day he let us live, he gave us a chance to get it right. We're not going to get it right all the time. But mm -hmm. that's why I try to stay in the word so he can reveal things to me that I don't know that I'm doing. Because sometimes mm -hmm. you can do stuff and don't even know you're doing it wrong or whatever to somebody pointed out or, God prick your heart. So I just thank you for that. And like I said, now, now, through all that, and I'm being transparent, through all that, I got through all that, and that, that gave me my, my relationship with Christ. And, and I'm thankful for that relationship. Then I had another incident about two years ago, and I got a kidney disease now that I got diagnosed with, and I have to mm. go back and forth to the doctor. Mm. But what I learned from this situation is, not to be so afraid as I was the first time I got diagnosed with that muscle disease. And the first time I was frightened and I wanted yeah. to question God, like, why? But this time I was like, well, God, I know it's a reason. Because of that relationship, instead of me questioning, I'm like, okay, this is the reason why you're doing this. Just reveal it to me. I want to be healed. I'm good. My kidney's working fine. But they kind of malfunctioning right. with the protein leakage and stuff. And yeah. I just so happened to go to the doctor and get that checked out. So that was something happened. So I'm on medication for that. And I'm like, man, you know, God, I'm, I'm not going to get mad. I know, I know you're real, and you allowed us to happen for a reason. Because you, you, you brought me through the other one, you would bring me through this one. Mm -hmm. So through all that, I've learned about, you know, being patient with God and learning how to pray and understanding that prayer really means sometimes that your situation is not going to change. But the way you handle it and the way you mm -hmm. see it is going to be different. So I see the situation different, you know what I'm saying? So I, I right. thank God for that. And like I said, if I hadn't went through that first sickness, I don't think I would have had all this revelation about Christ and, and getting into his word and trying to understand it. And if I did, if I would have read the word, it would have just been me for the just reading and not understanding what I was reading. But now I try to grasp and take my time and go, what are you saying to me? But out of all that, he's still good. Mm -hmm. I'm still trusting him. I'm still believing in him. So I want to tell people, if you're going through anything, any kind of treatment, any kind of disease, just continue to just trust in God. Because life won't throw some punches at you and you ain't going to be able to duck from all of them.
Some of them right. land and they're gonna hit you. And it's gonna hurt, you know. But that relationship with Christ will give you peace beyond any kind of understanding. Give you some kind of peace and joy that the world cannot give you, you know. So I'm satisfied with the situation. I don't mm -hmm. want to be in this situation and I'm not happy for it. But I can live in peace and joy and still be happy about it instead of going to my little fetal position and asking God, why? Why is this again? You know what I'm saying? So I just thank right. God for it, you know. That's a great testimony because there are so many people that are battling something, whether it is a disease or something else. And just your perspective on it is completely changed from the first time you went through it. And I'm just so happy that you're willing to share your story so other people can hear that and receive that hope as well. Yes. Well, mm -hmm. I thank y'all for having me. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Hey, thank you, Strong. Hey, we appreciate you, man. God's going to continue to use you, man. I still remember the first time I saw you, man. I think it was a Wednesday at a Bible study. You, had, you came to a Bible study one time. I said, man, this is the strongest human being I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I remember the first time I met you and I asked, I think you introduced yourself and your last name was strong and i was like, I was like man he's lying well. i said for real what's your like what's your real last yeah. name he was like strong <laughs> i get that from a lot of people yeah, like, but, hey but but the strong ain't even uh doesn't even mean strength man it's it's your your relationship and how you follow jesus man it's it's Amen. strong y'all's relationship is strong and it continues to shine man so Amen. keep it up man yeah Y'all keep this up, man. This was a blessing. I thank y'all again for even thinking about me and allowing me to speak because this is out of my comfort zone, but I enjoy doing it with y'all. And anytime y'all need me for anything else, just let me know. Yes, and thank you so much. Man. One of the last questions that we like to ask on the podcast is if you could tell your younger self one thing or just our listeners out there, what would it be? You become of age to where you can understand and whatever age that is, everybody mature at different ages. But I would tell myself and tell people, when you were of age and you going to Sunday school or whatever and you had that available, like, take it seriously. And to really read the word and ask God to give you revelation of what the word means to you, you know. Because I'm going to tell you, I grew up in church, but I, I never took, I was the one that played and talked and all that stuff. But I sung in the choir and did all that stuff, so I thought I was good, you know. And, um... As far as that part, I think I would take that most seriously because um, I realize now that uh, I missed out on so much of God's blessings, I believe, because I didn't take it seriously. Because I've ran across people everywhere I went as a young child that talked to me about Christ. And I've got to the point, I have gotten to the point where I was like, man, I don't feel like hearing about this. Like, man, who this is? Here they go again. I'll be in a mall, football game or whatever. And now that I think about it, it seemed like God was trying to get my attention then because he kept sending people to me, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the time, as a young person, you weren't thinking about that. You were like, here we go again. Like, I don't feel like hearing about this. I deal with this on Sundays, you know what I'm saying? And when I go to Bible study sometime on Wednesday, like, okay, I'm out in the world. I want to just don't hear nothing about Christ. But I would tell people, man, just 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 to take it seriously. If, if you grew up knowing Christ and you want to know Christ, like, take it seriously. Don't let nobody deter you from your relationship with Christ. I would tell my younger self, don't be scared of rejection. Because I didn't want to go tell nobody because I knew how I acted. Somebody came and tried to introduce me to Christ or talk to me about Christ. I wasn't rude to him, but I really didn't want to hear it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I didn't just walk away or roll miles or nothing, but I didn't want to hear it. But if it, when people take time 
just realize that God is sending an angel towards you because he sees something on your life and he see that you, he, he want to use you for something, you know, because as we know, God's not going to force anybody to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's willing to give you a chance to just listen to his word and be obedient to his calling, you know. And and that's what I would tell my younger self, really. You know? Yeah, man. Well, we appreciate you again. Thank you for taking the time to share your story and just being willing to share your story. I know it takes a takes a lot to do that. And so we appreciate you. And your story points to the big story, which is the message of the cross. And if you want to know more about the message of the cross, uh, we'll leave links in the description below um, to help you make those steps. So a strong man, we appreciate you again for coming on. Um, and thank you, man. Thank y'all. I'll be blessed. <laughs> hey, you too, man. We love you guys. Peace.